You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I'm one third of your host, Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Niggamore, aka Old Spill Poppy, aka Please Leave Me Alone. Thank you so much. And I'm joined by my friends and my co hosts. Uh, hello, everybody. It is Candace, better known as London's mom. Uh, but today I'm known as uh, No Blouses Left Behind. Uh, <laughs> so- London is here. She is being bad, yeah. But uh as usual, joy by the third, the final. Uh I don't want to call him the more menacing. I've been showing my ass lately. Yes, you have. Anyway, it is I, Curtis the Menace, aka Trillificent on all social media, aka the Tesla of Trash, aka Mahershla Gucci, aka Gucci the King. I have to honor the Black Excellence, the Black Oscar Excellence. You're doing amazing, friend. And this week is a special week. We have a guest, a return guest. And I'm excited about her being on the show because not only is she our brand ambassador, but I missed her the first time she was on the show. So she gets to experience all that is me in (laughs) real time. Please introduce yourself. What's going on, everybody? Um, This is Anissa, a.k.a. Ruthie McLatchett, a.k.a. Quality Mess on Twitter, a.k.a. Keep your great uncles the hell out my DM because I will spend that nigga social security check. Ow! <laughs> Thanks for having me back, y'all. I stay in that. Just don't end up on investigation discovery. Oh lord! That's mm-hmm. all I got to say. <laughs> so, where are we I starting? I feel like it was dry this week. Yeah, it was a little like, dry. Everything was dry. I was, yeah, because I'm, <clears throat> I'm sitting here and like we had to really dig in to remember what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So let's start with Love and Hip Hop Miami, season two, episode nine, Petty Hurts. Um, first and foremost, I am so very tired of all of the friendship drama surrounding JoJo. Like, I wish you had a talent. I wish you did not look like a platypus in the face. And I wish that you were doing something so that you could have an actual storyline. Because all your whole entire storyline being centered around all this drama with your friends. It's exhausting. Yes, it, it's exhausting. Us. We are tired. We are very tired. Also, bitch, your whole life is crumbling. Maybe you should try to do shit differently. Right. Your store failing. You can't keep a man. Your friends are all over the place. You don't know where your loyalties lie. Like, bitch, you need to eat, pray, love. <laughs> you need to get it together. Like, all you are the common, de- just like Lily on Black in Chicago, you are the common denominator of mess in all your dealings with people. You also it's- need some rhinoplasty, bitch, and I'm not, I'm not the one to let you forget it. She need a whole fucking lot, and rhinoplasty is just the beginning, like the tip of the iceberg. You are just a whole fucking mess. Your whole life is a fucking mess, and you think it's everybody else, bitch. But you, you got your sorry sloppy ass in the middle of your parents' divorce. Now your daddy, you lost your cash cow, bitch. Your store going it going into closing. Like, bitch, who nobody wanna spend good money on Fabric 21 clothes, bitch. We could just go to Fabric 21. Facts, exactly. Mm-hmm. You're yep. not even that stylish of a bitch to have opened up no store, bitch. Let me remind you. Mm. Let's talk about it because mm-hmm. your mama that- a bozo too. <laughs> She your no mama a big bozo. But your mama is a bozo. Your mama don't know nothing. Your mama divorced because she wanted to live in Miami. Your mama wanted to thought it out in Miami. <laughs> your, your mama was married to a whole fucking kingpin and she literally divorced because she didn't want to move uh, back to whatever uh, 
the cartel country y'all from. Bitch, you and your mama stupid. And your mama really don't give a fuck about you. Let me tell you something. If I was to ever get divorced, I'm not asking London to testify on my behalf for a motherfucking thing. Stay your little ass out our outgrown folks' business. Child. They must have moved some fat from your head to your ass, bitch, because you about dumb as a box of goddamn rocks. <laughs> but did and they? Like because damn, yeah. look at her face. Her face is so chubby. I don't think they removed any fat. Mm. She look like this like a she looked like a roach. Wow. Well, I mean, she did not lie. An albino roach? They exist. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> well, bitch um, look like a water bug. Uh, <laughs> big old nasty diaper booty, nasty old skanky bitch. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking okay. of and those Ooh. I know who you're going to. Come Amada. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me say this. I like Amada on the surface. Like, I, I like Instagram Amada. Let me say it that way. I don't like loving hip-hop Amada. Um, but just because I like you don't mean you're not going to get dragged. Because you, ma'am, are a whole Afro wig wearing bozo. Because you did all of that shit, all of that grandstanding. You dismissed a whole friend. I mean, granted, it was Shay, but still. <laughs> the principal stand, you dismissed your friends for this disloyal ass fucking this little piggy is going all the way to Miami. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> and you did that over a bitch that was literally talking shit about you. At that time. It ain't even like you didn't know. You knew she was talking shit on you, and you still kicked Shay's ass to the curb. To go be loyal to this bitch who wasn't being loyal to you. I just mm -hmm. I'll never fucking understand it. And it's one thing to be hanging out with somebody that you don't like, but you you hanging around Bobby and Bobby is talking hella reckless about Amada. And Jeremy said it in the pregame. Um, uh, what did you say in the pregame, Jeremy? Oh um, um that they rolled that bean footage back of uh Jojo saying last season, like I can't stand being around somebody that's gonna talk about Amara. Right. She did that last season, but this season, Bobby talking, dragging Amara to your face, and you just laughing, looking like the clown that you are. Oh, she do look like a clown. She <laughs> really do. Call that bitch Punchinella. She, <laughs> she look. She look like if the it clown was a thought and shot that forever twenty one. <laughs> she looked like an extra from that Chicken Run movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Don't Joe she Ryan. look like one of them British chickens? Don't do my nigga Jeffrey like that. Jeffrey ain't doing shit. His ass bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga did. <laughs> and that nigga, that nigga, oh, I almost said some racist. No. <laughs> um, Je Jeffrey over there with Tony Braxton and text there. Like, what did you even say, girl? <laughs> Oh, Tony. Anyway, um, Pleasure P, you are a cowardly little round tubby piece of shit. <laughs> I just, I don't understand going to Australia and then sending us a sorry, cowardly ass text talking about, I just can't do it. I don't want to do it no more. Like, is the getting that good in Australia? You couldn't wait till you got back and be like, I'm good, or at least call them on the phone. That nigga did like Woody did Drew Hill. Wait till they get to the interview and be like, yeah, I'm going to still do my gospel stuff. <laughs> nigga was like, you wait till we get here to say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pleasure P, you are such an ugly little... Ugh. Ugh. But, you know, Pleasure P don't know how to do anything in a proper way. That's business-wise, relationship-wise, either... And you know what really irritates me about Pleasure P is that he carries himself like he is so fucking wise. Yeah, listen, ain't nothing worse than a fake smart nigga. Where is the wisdom, bitch? You can't even get Pretty Ricky off the fucking ground. Now, granted, you dealing with bozos, but still, you're not even right. a bozo wrangler. Right, you ain't the head bozo in charge. Like, what are you even doing? I'm like, I have not seen any moves that you have made to back up the way you carry yourself because he definitely mm -hmm. he carried himself like an og he definitely tried to attempt to act like he got all the answers while being dumb as a mm. meanwhile you sitting up here crying to your good-looking daddy 
Okay. And in shirts that too fucking small. <laughs> like if you don't give them baby gap ass clothes back to baby blue and get you some shit that fit. It ain't no like it, you, you could not pay me enough money to be on fucking TV busting at the seams in my shirt. You got me fucked up. Give fat. I don't give a fuck how fat I am. Y'all better go get some more material. I'm not about to be busting <laughs> buttons on the fucking show. Mad uncomfortable. Mm. Look like if he sneezed, them buttons gonna go across the room and pop somebody in a damn eye. Listen. If they listen, it's a good thing I'm not a producer on none of these shows. Because when I tell you, I would have shaded the fuck out of him. You know what would have happened when that scene came on? I would have played Loosen Up My Buttons by Pussycat. (laughs) 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 And they would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? That was a a heartfelt scene. I'm like, yeah, but look at that shirt. That shit is is gasping for for freedom. Shit, if he sneezed too, with tighter that goddamn shirt is, if he sneezed too goddamn hard, his heart gonna bust out the shirt. Shit. At least get you some man spanks if you're going to sit up here and wear this form-fitting shit. He going to okay. rip out that shit like the Hulk. You can't be d- built like no motherfucking marshmallow with clothes that don't fit. Listen, and I speak from experience. I'm a fat motherfucker myself. You don't see me in no shit that don't fit. I'm not about to be out here looking the fuck stupid. Sure. But anyway. I'm, I'm not about to be 40 in no motherfucking Easter suit. That okay. Too. Can we talk That's about nice. how Baby Blue, when they went to um that go kart, why did he have a suit on? <laughs> he always in a goddamn suit. Who the fuck he goes go kart riding in a suit? He think he is styling on you niggas. He's not. He's he's ugly. absolutely not. I want him to leave us the fuck alone. I want him I to stay out of the Steve Harvey suit section of Sears. Like, sit your ass down. I did not understand that shit at all. They. Them fucking go karts, and he's sitting up here with this red blazer on, and I'm like, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> then it looked like uh, who, Pleasure P was that? Ple- no, that wasn't Pleasure P. That was Spectacular Son. Yeah, it looked like he ain't had no friends. Ain't nobody show up. I was like, "Lord, <laughs> he, his own grandpa didn't show." Up. I was like, "This is a travesty." Golly, <laughs> I'm like, I pray that he had like a real party where his friends showed up because. Please don't let this little boy be be on TV looking so pathetic because nobody showed up for his little birthday party go-kart racing thing. Well, y'all didn't have to do that boy like that. Y'all did not have to do that. Um, What else? What else? So, even though I was dragging Amara before, I will give her her props because that song that she was performing about taking somebody's man, especially after all that Kiata oh, gunplay shit, shit I was like, okay, yeah. you did that. You did that. But this just goes back to our point. Like, she let Bruna rope her into promoting everything but her fucking music. Because I heard that shit. I was like, oh, okay, bitch. Let's go. Like, right? she's hella talented. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't fuck with her just because, just because. Like, she's talented. She makes good music, whether I understand what she's saying or not. It'd be good. I'd be rocking my hips. But then you exactly. get on here. And blue like a fucking bozo. And that one triple layer wig that she had on that was afro at the top and then had them bangs and then a little bit more afro up under it. I said, oh, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, give her a few points and you got to snatch them bitches back. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy made me laugh at that cook off when he was like, yeah, we competing against people that eat out the trash. <laughs> and I was like, so yourself, basically. Listen, we we here, friend. A self drag. We here because I said the same shit. And then Trick Daddy had the nerve to tell Gunplay he got his eyes on Amada, and I'm just like, nigga, saying we would look good together, nigga. Where? Where? <laughs> where? In what universe? You must got. He must have went to the Marvel universe. You can stand. You could stand motherfucking Halle Berry next to Trick Daddy, and Halle Berry would become instantly ugly. Okay, it ain't nothing you could put next to Trick Daddy that's gonna make you be like, Oh wow, that's a couple. The only thing that's gonna be a cute couple with Trick Daddy is death. <laughs> Damn, I'm I mean, gonna say know. a pit bull, but I mean, I no, think you hit pit, the nail on the head. Pit bulls are cute, are they? Yeah, well, some of them, none, none of Trick Daddy is cute. This no, is true. No. No, no, not a goddamn thing. It ain't never been cute. Never. He's always looked like a trash bag, to be honest. 
People talking about you can't talk about him because he's sick. It ain't got nothing to do with him being sick. That nigga been ugly. He really is. All my life I've been ugly. That's Street Daddy's autobiography. <laughs> and I'm so tired of uh I'm so tired of what's that nigga name? Uh chaotic lying about the way he got arrested. <laughs> you know you was running from the motherfucking police talking about the car was unmarked. Shut up, lying. Yeah. He looked a career criminal. Mm. He looked marked. Mark was ugly. I just mm. Him and Trick Dad on on the same screen together. That shit is triggering. <laughs> it's on a, we can only we this listen, there needs to be a one ugly nigga per per scene on these goddamn shows because goddamn. Mm. Mm. It's too That's much. Shame. It's too much. This all we got from Love and Hip Hop Miami this week. Like No, we still have a, a few more things to cover. Um, just yeah, it was mostly underwhelming. I um, had to rewatch it. I couldn't even remember what happened. I was fucking bored. Yeah, we had to sit up here and have a powwow so we could remember. Um, I did like how Veronica Vega handled herself with JoJo. But I also enjoyed JoJo calling her racist, so... Yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. But, um... The energy Veronica had was like we can just fight. <laughs> like, we, like I would like to fight. I appreciate that. Now, I, Veronica, she probably beat the shit out of JoJo. JoJo can't fight. Absolutely not. She can't fight. All she could do is throw drinks. She can't fight. Tell him, London. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, what? I don't know. I don't have anything for like. Mm-hmm. It's just underwhelming. It's like it. Yeah, mm. It started off so strong, and it's like they just it had to Yes, thank you. It started off strong, and for, this is where we at episode nine. Like, keep it, keep it. Yeah, they in goofy territory now. Cause let's let's not forget we will stop watching a goofy ass show. True. But if we gotta be like what three three episodes out from the season th- two three four out in season finale is what I'm thinking. But because because um, yeah, Atlanta York? coming back soon. Yeah, New York about gonna wrap up next goofy. week. I'm waiting on somebody to punch the goddamn foundation off Bobby Light's face though. Yeah. It's 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 a long time coming. It's a very long time coming. I wanted it to be Prince, but Prince is you know he's like I ain't I ain't about to get arrested over your bitch ass. But I, I I'm I'm very tired of Bobby. Very tired. We yep. gave him we gave him that one one prop about conducting himself as far as Trina went, and then he just was like, oh so y'all gave me y'all said something nice about me. Oh I'm just gonna turn into a goddamn bozo. Yeah. He need his ass whooped. And I, I really have a problem with the way he bucks up at women. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. whether, and this is the thing. A, if a woman try to put their hands on him, he got to defend himself. I see it. But lately, the last couple times, Bobby like bucking up at Amada and uh, Prince girlfriend and shit like that, unprovoked. He like, literally pushed JoJo out the way to get in Amara's face. Like, literally pushed her yeah. out the way. Like, he really make me believe he the type to put his hands on women when nobody is looking. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, we call that. He's just a you know abu- a, an abusive ass nigga in general. Yeah. Ever since true. his inception on this show, he been fighting with some goddamn body, whether it be getting their face all out or literally putting their hand his hands on them. He's been mm-hmm. the only one that's consistently been putting his hands on people on this show, if we're going to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's, I mean, he, he just need to get beat the fuck up. Yeah, because I was absolutely disgusted when he threw that wig at Amada. Yeah. I was like, all I saw was, I was like, he want to punch her. Like, he wants to fight her. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. 
I agree. You're not going to convince me of what a great acting job he's doing because it's all fake. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I wouldn't even be in a situation where you're going to present me where it looks like I put my hands on it. Right. But I don't think that this, I don't, I just don't think it's far fetched for him. I don't, maybe, I don't know. It really ain't no excuse. I was going to say maybe he grew up fighting girls because he was getting bullied or whatever. But it, I mean, you're a grown ass bitch. Exactly. Now. You're an adult. There's no excuse, even if that was the case. You're a grown ass man. And Amara was not being threatening to you at all. At all. If anything, you jumped in the middle, you jumped in whatever shit that her and JoJo was trying to talk about. Yep. And if we're going to be honest, you and Amada don't even really have no reason to be beefing because y'all both asked each other and neither one of y'all had an answer. Why don't you like me? Why you don't like me? Right. Neither one of y'all had an answer. Because we know what the answer is, production. Right. But y'all took it too far with this scene because like I I said, him throwing that wig, I lost all respect for uh, Bobby in that instance. Especially coming off the heels of you putting your hands on one of your best friends the way that you did, bloody and Prince's nose in that club. Mm-hmm. I can't put nothing past your ass at this point, so you can choke. Pretty much. Suffer. And not on a dick. Choke on a pretzel like that bush. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. I can go to hell. It's fine. Yeah, he can go to hell. And uh, was there anything else on Love and Hip Hop Miami? I don't think so. No, that's it. All right, so let's do Love and Hip Hop New York now. Um, first thing I want to say about Love and Hip Hop New York, other than oh, it's season nine, episode thirteen, zip it. Um, next week is the season finale, so that's a good thing because this has been a travesty of a season. Yeah. Um, it's been very boo boo. I want to say that everybody on the show looks like a Yoshi. Everybody. <laughs> some Yoshi. of them are fine Yoshi. Some of them need to be barbecue Yoshis, but they all look like Yoshi. Joe, you too with your fine ass, but you a bozo, so. <laughs> but it's a lot of fine bozos. I want to let me say that. Like as much as we joke about Joe, and as much as I'm not joking about licking that gooch. We do know that he he's still a bozo. Like we're not making no excuses for him doing from the shit that he's done in the past. Like he's still a bozo. He's just an attractive bozo. A lot of bo- bozos in the world are attractive. That's how they get away with being fucking bozos. Correct. Come on with this hard truth. Okay. And that was a self drag. I need to take that in on my date in life. <laughs> oh well. I mean, you know, Ratchet Ramblings is the place for self reflection. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Because if you don't do okay. if you don't do self reflection, then we gonna reflect for your ass. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we will be the mirror of truth for you. Speaking of mirrors of truth, Juju, you are such a beautiful bozo. I just really I don't understand why you're such a bozo this season. Like you did all that hemming and hawing. You made sure you cleared up that you and Safari never dated. But you've been doing all of this, acting like Safari done stole money from you or something, all because he not being as good of a friend as you want. He don't text you back enough. Like, girl, all of these dramatics. Hey, you up up here sounding like fucking Toya from Married to Medicine. Right. So that was stupid. And Safari was just like, girl. I I think that Juju doesn't necessarily want Safari, but she wants him to, like, chase after her. And she's getting an attitude that that's just not what the fuck she got. I don't know. Maybe, but... That's how it comes off to me. I could be totally wrong. Based on things that are happening, I don't feel like that's the case. Because I think if... I think that Juju probably always knew that Safari was fucking around with Erica Mena. Mm -hmm. I don't think she ever wanted him. I just feel like Juju likes to be catered to in her friendships i can see that and she dresses it up like i take my friendship seriously and if you don't keep in contact with me and know what's going on with me then you're not a real friend and it's like okay but is it really the is that really the case or is it just yeah yeah i have an expectation because i just i don't know know yeah what's the real issue because this ain't about 
no fucking return text messages and phone calls because we grown and we not even us as friends. We're not even like D-list celebrities. And sometimes we don't get back to each other right away. So the fact that we talking about some fairly well-known people in the black hip hop social media world, the fact that Safari may not have returned your text or your calls, you doing all of that. He's not a good friend. Like, girl. Yeah, you're doing a Juju. lot. Juju. You're doing a lot. Juju, you're doing a whole fucking lot for no reason. For no reason. Because this is still Safari we're talking about. Like, nothing right. about him gives me quality friend in the first fucking place. Okay. Nothing at all. He's a he's an attention whore. Attention whore. He's an opportunist. He's a bozo. Well, you gotta keep extending that fifteen minutes. He's halfway of an opportunist because, like I said, turning down that Doc Johnson deal was stupid. But Real fucking stupid. As fuck. Real fucking stupid. Like, bitch, I can look at that dick anytime I want to. But okay, whatever you say, nigga. Uh, what else? Oh, so Kimbella, you two are a bozo. <laughs> Who can't dress? I want her to find her size on the clothing rack. Sis, you do not have to stuff yourself into these little ass outfits that you be having on. She just looks like she cannot breathe. I don't know. She can't breathe. That's why she's so stupid. Is <laughs> <laughs> she losing oxygen to her head? Her, her brain is being denied oxygen. Y'all just <laughs> sounding and looking stupid. What little brain it is. Man. But yeah, I'm over all this shit with her and Yandy. I want that shit to be done already. It's Which like it looks like they wrapped it up. And like I said, next week is the season finale, so we don't have to worry about this keep going on. I'm actually ready for the reunion because um we know for a fact that a lot of the shade and bullshit that was thrown was not seen till the mm-hmm. show aired. So I'm really interested. Like I want to see Kim Bella and Yandy in the same room. I want to see Nina Parker be messy and like Kim Bella, why did you lie and say you didn't say that when you did? Mm. Like I'm okay, ready I'm for that. Like so while the season may have been kind of lackluster, it was mad enough where I want to see the reunion to see what's gonna pop off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, also Safari had the audacity to get on Algor's internet and say people too invested in the lives of people they don't know. A nigga that has tried to be on all 18 love and hip-hop franchises is talking about people too invested in the lives of strangers. And has hopped on reality shows on other fucking networks. Like, ain't that how you get to your bag? Literally how you make your money. You are a reality TV hope. (laughs) Okay. Like you like, was a reality TV hoe. What is you talking about? Like I know you fucking lying so far. Mm. Yeah, it just goes back to what you say about him being a bozo. Listen, and that part where he started pop locking and Joe was like, "That's exactly why you got robbed." When I tell you, I hollered, <laughs> I was in, I was in here screaming. That's exactly why you got robbed. Well, I mean, with. Can't yeah, find talking about his shoes he had on the team Jordans. Mm, oh, listen, Joe was roasting the fuck <laughs> he out of was him. Roasted the fuck out of him. Joe was roasting him the way Candace be roasting Jeremy Blouse. <laughs> listen, <laughs> <laughs> but put you a pin in Joe. We'll come back to Joe. We'll come back to the Gucci. Also, put your Aunt Charlene Blouse back in her closet <laughs> and <don't> ever <laughs> take it out again. <laughs> Uh, I love you too, friend. <laughs> Joel Santana looked like Baby Blue. He started his jail sentence finally. Mm, right. <sighs> I mean, I don't have anything to say about it. I don't think it's you break the law, and I guess you got to pay. Is what that boils down to. Yeah. It's sad to take a a crackhead from their kids, but mm-hmm. hope. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he clean up and keep cleaning jail because the whole shit was so avoidable. Like I yeah. really, maybe I, maybe because I've never done hard heavy drugs, I understand the high. But I feel like that high is not worth twenty seven months in the penitentiary. Yeah, 
while being a, a fucking newlywed. Like you are about to miss the key, the best parts of being a newlywed because literally the first two to three years is is like really the honeymoon phase. But then again, y'all been together since the Clinton administration. So <laughs> maybe, maybe the honeymoon phase been over. Yeah, but to me, it just so. seems like nothing was, none, none of that is worth it. Like you got so high for ha- forgot you had a gun in your damn bag. Not only that, it speaks it says a lot to the people around him. Because y'all really just let him be on here doing whatever. Right. Taking lo- like why does he even have a loaded gun in his bag? That to forget that's there anyway. I don't know. But like Candace said, all of that was avoidable, so you just gonna have to suffer. Yeah. And be in jail. And make then, him Bella keep your book stocked. That's all I gotta say. Right. Or or big or uh a big ass nigga gonna keep him stocked for you. Oh so, Jesus. Maybe Mendici is what making Andy do it. <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. I just hope he gets some new fucking teeth when he get out. Cause I'm tired yeah. of hearing them shit slip every time he talk. Yeah. He won't. If he couldn't afford them before jail, he damn sure ain't gonna be able to afford them when he get out. That nigga talk like he got forty two teeth in his mouth. Cause he do, and they glued to the top. <laughs> anyway, so Mayno and Maggie finally made up, um, and basically he had to just be like, "I'm sorry," and I was like, "I don't, I don't know." It, he, it was one of them instances where he was not gonna get out of that without apologizing, even though he didn't really owe her an apology, from what I could tell. Cause he's not wrong, <laughs> but, but she uh, was not gonna let that go unless he showed that he knew where she was coming from. But I'm like, if you a brand new rapper, you don't even have your sound. You ain't ever been in the studio. Why would you think he gonna put you on a song that he's doing with somebody else? Like, get your chops up before you expect to be put on a song. And then don't... to expect to be put on a song just based off the fact that you his girlfriend. Don't nobody give a fuck that you fucking that nigga. We talking business, bitch. Can you rap or not? <laughs> or sing or whatever it is that you, I don't even know what you do because you don't do it. And also leave him, leave us and him alone, girl. If you don't listen, that man got you a whole ass lucrative, successful from what I can tell, or at least what's being presented on the show, business with this boutique. Like, leave this rapping shit alone. Okay, because you could be out here like JoJo with a failing boutique. <laughs> oh, okay. You better count your goddamn blessings. Like, girl, what is mm. shit? Even the Kardashians had to close Dash. I don't <laughs> know if they had to, but they did. Like, girl, the the boutique business ain't done up sneeze at. You better call Rashida and ask her how she um being so successful. Right. I mean, she can't be successful in getting her nigga to stop having babies on her, but you know, that's her cross to bear. And then right. you can't be good at everything all the time, I guess. I mean, that's what happens when you when you marry Hexes. Who talk about an ugly ass nigga? <laughs> that nigga looks like sin incarnate. Jesus Christ. He is sin incarnate. That's all he do is sin. <laughs> Everyone, that's all that nigga do is sin. Mm. His ugly ass. Uh, what else? What else? I don't think as much else, so we might as well get into the Safari and Joe situation. So they have one of these little spiritual things, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe, Juju's put together. Everybody come and air your grievances. Kumbaya, let's all love each other. It's one love. Bob Marley, Kumbaya. Right. Incense burning, all types of shit. And Joe was with the shits. And I could tell he caught everybody off guard with what he said. Yeah, that wasn't scripted at all. Because everybody thought he was going to say something about sin. And the, the the shit that they had going on the night before with him, you know, not being happy with how she was conducting herself in the hot tub or around the hot tub, whatever, that, going, whatever went on with that. That's what I thought it was until he started talking. But he looks safari right in his eyes. He's like, you don't think you owe me and my lady an apology? Safari for what? So what happened? <clears throat> First of all, shout out to Candace because she was spot on. Whenever we talked about Erica Mena and Safari before, because she said that him and Erica Mena had been messing around way, way, way before we heard about on Instagram, way before the uh, 
engagement. Yeah. And she called it all the way back to when they was on that show together. And that's basically oh, yeah. what he said. He's so he uh, confirmed that's, it. That's that's scared, scared straight or something, whatever it was called. Not scared yeah. straight, because that's the one where they be sending them kids to jail. That should be funny. Um <laughs> it do. That shit is hilarious. Yes. But yeah, he was like so Safari knowing that Erica Mena and Sin, who used to date, do not get along. He secretly invited Erica to Costa Rica. And so Joe saw her on, I guess, his Snapchat or his Instagram, whatever, the night before. So Joe was pissed. He was livid. Because Correct. it was just like, you know the situation. Like, why wouldn't you tell us you bringing her? Why are you sneaking her here? And Safari was like, oh, it's not a big deal because y'all didn't even see her. And it's like, but it's the principle, my nigga. He was like, I asked you if you was going to bring her. And you said no. Joe was about to beat Safari's ass. He said, I will push your face I'm a, into the I'm gonna be, I'm going to be honest. Safari moves really weird. And I understand why he cannot keep tight-knit circle of friends. Mm -hmm. He yeah. went over to Hollywood and did that weirdo sicko shit with A1 and Lyrica. Yep. He comes back. He is fucking um, Rich Dollar's ex. He fucking sent Santana ex while considering Joe like a brother. Why are you being fucking weird? And it's not even that you can't fuck her, but be honest about it and give yep. people a heads up because yep. it's common knowledge that Sin and Erica do not fuck with each other. And Sin said on numerous occasions, the next time she see Erica, she's gonna put her fist in her fucking mouth. Mm. Mm. Which I would be here for. This, this is from their last fallout on Twitter when Erica was doing the fucking most. That's so again, it's like you fuck with me. If you fuck with me heavy like you say you do, I'm and and again, not and we know Joe Button is no saint. <clears throat> we know that, we know his past. But if we if we talking about Joe and now, Joe has a, a golden key to hip hop right now. Yeah, he does. He so does. why why is why is that bridge of all bridges that you want to burn? Especially when Safari always going on about his music, even though he ain't living in the goddamn studio, but that's neither here nor there. I just I don't know. He is one thing to be a bozo because being a bozo is redeemable, but I just feel like Safari is just he's just dumb. It's dumb as hell. And I don't know where it stems from. And at one point I was like, okay, there's like Safari the character, and then whatever. I don't know if Safari is his real name, but then there's the real man. But now I'm like, I don't think his real different. name is Safari. It's Ugh. Safari Samuels. Mm. <laughs> I don't he got I a think, real Jamaican last name. True. Okay. <laughs> I think he just is who he is. He is who he presents. And what he presents is a bozo. Is just stupidity, plain and simple. But yeah, Joe was about to snuff that motherfucker out. And I was here for it. I would, when Sin was like, this is the Joey that I fell in love with, I said, I too. <laughs> <laughs> I too. But, uh, um, I don't, I don't know. I, it's hard to make a decision on what was going on between Joe and Sin because couldn't really tell what she did to make him so upset. They didn't really dive into it. Either, yeah, so. they didn't go deep into it because I was we like, was she twerking? Like, what was she doing? But he was basically like, we've had numerous conversations about how we want to present ourselves to the public and she kind of violated that and i'm just like mm, okay i mean y'all in costa rica on vacation so right. you could relax a bit but and did, she, did she say that on the show or am i tripping i don't know i don't really listen that much when she speaks fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. but you know joe and sin's relationship is like when two fuck buddies turn each other out and then they think that means they should be in a relationship and then Six months later, they realize the only thing they like about the other person is the sex. That's what their relationship reminds me of. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Because you can tell that the basis of their relationship is the sex. Yeah. And it's best, yeah, and then Joe, Joe being older than she is, you know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. 
Ooh. And it's like, I mean, he seems like he's trying to be a good guy to her. He wants good things for her. He wants the best for her. But I don't know. Y'all just have a y'all have a lot going on. Like a lot. And then y'all like, trying to hurry up and push towards marriage. And I just I don't know. It seems like, I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's the best course of action. Yeah, it seems real weird to me, but yeah. Cause it's like sometimes she be in the right, then sometimes he be in the wrong. It's just like y'all back and forth on every goddamn thing. Jesus Christ. Literally everything. Mm. So that's that on that. I think that wraps up Loving Hip Hop New York. I don't have nothing else. Me either. So, Black Ink Crew Chicago. Yes. I actually, I think I have the least amount of notes for Black Ink Crew. Huh. Um, anyway, this was season five, episode nine. I hope you make it to America. The reason why I don't have a lot of notes because there's a lot of dragging to be done. I just remembered. So, let's get the stuff out the way so we can get to the... So, so we can bring Lily's ass back to the fire <laughs> again and cook that chimichanga the way it needs to be cooked. <laughs> so first and foremost, so Art Kelly has finally come up on the show, which yeah. I'm a little surprised that it took so long. But then thinking back, I mean, I guess it's not surprising. I don't know. Um, and the shop, I don't know. The men kind of had me looking at them sideways with the R. Kelly stuff. Same. Like they weren't in his defense, but they were on that man. I don't know, man. I don't know shit. Like, yes, you do. You probably know more than the rest of us because y'all live in Chicago. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why you don't want to be on record publicly condemning him. Like, right. We know what kind of man this is. So right. that was real stupid. Like Don. Mm. Yeah, Don. Uh, out of the out of the ones, man. I think Van was the only one, even though he was kind of outside out of him too, but he was more the, the one that was more or less like with Charmaine, like fuck that nigga. The rest of them, I was like, mm. Yeah, it, they kind of settled on, I mean, we support you, Charmaine, but we don't have nothing to say about R. Kelly. And I'm just like, okay. Right. And I'm no. like, Don, don't you have a daughter? Right. And Charmaine said that shit too. Van, you have a daughter. We know. I don't know about, I don't think Ryan has a daughter. Ryan has a son with Rachel, I think. But I'm just like, I don't know. I don't get that. Right. It's like, why y'all scared to be on record saying fuck that nigga? Like, apparently. I don't, what are you going to do? We know he ain't got no money. Okay, right. What is he going to do? Right. But he anyway. Dance, he damn sure ain't going to stop y'all coin. So. Right. What are he going to do? Show up to the shop and do what? Get shot? Because we know Ryan stays strapped. So. Okay. Either get, get shot or beat the fuck up. Or both. Okay. Or both. But, um... Bad luck to the landlord calling Ryan there at 8 a.m. just to offer him a bigger space. Like, bitch, you couldn't send me no fucking email. Right, right. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan asked nigga he in trouble. So shit. Yeah, he <laughs> like, oh shit, we about to get kicked out the shop again. This motherfucker, I want to offer you a bigger space. And I'd have been mad as hell. Okay. He made me get up at 8 o'clock. Ryan was like, I don't usually take meetings this early. Okay. And you don't have me get up and drive across town for this. And so then we learned that. Ryan was unsuccessful in opening the other shop. It looks like he, he maybe got over his head with the construction. Probably. Um, or over his finances, probably more likely. Because, you know, when you start slipping on your schedule, because at one point he was like, we three weeks behind. Yeah. You know, that shit starts adding up. And then that one contractor was like, I'm going to need that check. Mm -hmm. So... We know he was unsuccessful with opening the other shop that he started off the season with. But now he has an op and I'm I'm guessing the new shop is it in the same building? Like it was oh. hard for me to tell. Like he because it was it's a first floor, but I'm like, but is it in the same building or is it a different building? It was hard for me to tell too, because at first I was assuming like the, the the same building, but I'm like, but wait, because I'm thinking of like the exterior of the shop, and then we ain't never seen no other shit. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Tell. But you know, either. it's a bigger space, so Ryan is happy and excited about that. Shout out to the shop, like he told them what was going on, and they were like, erroneously, I mean, you know, now that y'all done been through hell and back. Like, that's all we ever wanted for you to just be honest about what was going on. It's like, that ain't what y'all wanted, but okay. Mm -hmm. I get it. It it fits the narrative. Everybody has made up Kumbaya. I, I still don't understand how Charmaine uh, eased her way back in because she didn't deliver on none of the shit that she promised Ryan, but 
Big Fish, I guess. Right, production. Because after that fiasco in Las Vegas, I'd have been like, bitch, you might as well not step foot back in Nine Mag unless you're coming to get a tattoo. Because okay, you damn sure didn't. What kind of celebrity concierge are you? You can't even make sure all the tattoo artists can can tattoo at a convention. Exactly. Um. So Junior got pulled over by the police with Charmaine, and they made it. I mean, it is a big deal. <laughs> when people get pulled over by the police because we know how the police are with black and brown people. But uh, he was okay. You know, he had a piece, but it was legal. So shout out to him for taking care of his motherfucking business. Right. I was like, yes, I have a gun, and but and I have my paperwork and everything. Thank you so much. So that was good that he, because that could have went a lot worse. Yeah, right. Was- Especially Chicago PD too. It could have been a mm-hmm. lot worse. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then we're gonna save Lily for last. So Van is trying to get Jen back. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, leave us alone. Like, <laughs> so he he invites her over and like uh hires a chef, which the chef could get the suck, but that's besides the point. Um he hired this chef. To cook dinner or whatever, and I don't even remember what else happened in that scene because I was over it. Like I'm tired of Jen and Van. I wish y'all would just move the fuck on from each other. Like enough is he fucking enough. Leave us alone. Like soon as I was like, oh, like I don't care. I don't care about whatever the fuck y'all doing. I do not give a shit. Okay, I Jen don't just let that man cheat in peace because you're gonna keep coming back and taking him back and listening to his empty promises. So just let that nigga cheat in peace. She can't let him cheat in peace because she not his wife. <laughs> Listen, what? <laughs> get on my gosh, she get on my goddamn nerves just talking. She, like she's trying to fight the words that she's saying. Like, girl, hush. She, she sound like one of them white boys from Varsity Blues. She, <laughs> she knew. I don't want your life. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl. Leave us alone. You you and this nigga. Please leave us yeah. alone. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to say is because it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> uh, that's what we're known for. It's fine. Yes, bring it. Yeah. She's of consenting ache. Van daughter's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, shit, look at the dad. I mean, <laughs> Van is not bad looking. He's just such a bozo. But that girl, oof. I'm hoping that she grows into this when she gets a little older because mm. but well, I mean you know some yeah. of we were all ugly when we some of us were mm-hmm. let me speak for myself I was ugly when I was a teenager too it's fine you'll grow into it when you get older yeah the glow up comes at some point <laughs> yeah she'll glow up hopefully you know her daddy will have his shit together so she can glow up properly yeah yeah uh, I think that's it Oh wait, and four came back. So welcome back to four with his fine ass. Yeah, good to he's, see. see he's doing good. Yeah, he's yeah. I'm gonna listen to his cake album at some point. Uh so his album is called Cake. Yeah, that's ironic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, he did that. He did that. Our brand ambassador, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, she fits in. She knows. She knows. She knows. So now let's go to Mexico. <laughs> um, so Lily is on break from the shop. We found that out last episode, and she's been throwing herself into her art for two weeks. Mind you, it's only been two weeks. She's putting on a an art exhibit. About it's Mexico themed and it's about immigrants trying to get to America. So that's where the title of the episode comes from. I hope you make it to America because they went all out and was like, here are the different ways you can get to America. I hope you make it. And on the surface, what Lily did, I think was incredible. Like the way that she put that show together, forcing people who are not familiar with what Mexican immigrants go through when they try to get to America. I thought that that was brilliant. However, yeah, because it's going to be Lily. an in- 
eternal fuck you, not only because it's Lily, but because you did this in response. In response to being clocked about saying nigga. Right. Because her whole thing was, well, Charmaine don't know nothing about my culture. What does that have to do with you saying nigga? Nothing. It has nothing to do. We don't need to know about Mexican culture. You are impeding on our motherfucking culture. And I don't understand, like Candace said last week, it's not that big of a fucking deal. You can't just not say it. And the thing, and y'all sit up here, even Ryan, as fine as he is, I have to clock his shit too. Because y'all see her. She only uses the word when she mad. Talking about she's not using it in a racist way. It don't matter she's using it in a racist way. She's using it in an angry way towards black people. Because she don't call nobody but black people niggas. If you're not black, you're using it in a racist way. Period. I don't care if you're singing a song. If you're not black, you're using it in a racist way, period. Yeah. So that really pissed me off. Like her answer to that is, well, y'all don't know nothing about my culture. So y'all need to come to my art exhibit and learn about it. And it's like, so you, you're not learning your lesson. You're not listening to nobody. You just sitting up here being a stupid ass bitch. Like, I really cannot believe you sat there and put Mexico on your back like that in response to black people saying, we don't like for you to say nigga. Like, how hard is it to be like, okay, I'm not going to say it. Sorry. I didn't realize it bothered you because nobody ever said anything about it before. But now that you have, I will take it out of my my language, out of my speech. Is it that fucking hard? Like y'all go to the extreme lengths to be able to say nigga. And I'm not understanding it. Saying nigga is not a magical compass to get you all of the success in life. Because there's plenty of niggas saying niggas on a block that's broke as fuck. So help me understand what is so great about this word that y'all have to say it. And if someone clocks you about saying it, you're going to fight tooth and nail. Help me understand. And the thing that really pisses me off about that, sorry, I'm on a little rant. The thing that really pisses me off about that is brown people going to these extremes talking about how they want to say, nigga, I grew up around black people, blah, blah, blah. If you grew up around black people, that means black people grew up around Mexican people, Hispanic people, Latinx people. We don't say none of the offensive shit. We don't use none of the offensive terms that are out there for y'all. Like I really had in the pregame, I was talking about that. I had to really rack my brain because it's so far removed from my vocabulary. Even on the show, we don't use the actual uh, slurs, we find other comedic ways to be racist, comedically racist, if you will. <laughs> we talk about y'all hairy upper lips and <laughs> accuse y'all of smelling like taco sauce, but we don't really go out. We don't really say the words. We don't. We don't say the et back word, and we don't. You know, we don't. We don't take it there. And so, even in my day to day, it never crosses my mind. Like, even when a non black person really gets on my fucking nerves, I don't be like this fucking blah blah or this fucking like, I don't do it. I just be like, yo, this motherfucker about to get slapped in the mouth. What the fuck? Like, I don't feel a need to take it there. So, the fact that the only thing non black people fight more than they will fight harder to be able to say nigga than they will for the injustice that faces their own communities. Hello. And I'm, it goes back to a deeper thing that we were talking about before. I don't remember where, but I'm just real tired of Brown people trying to get their shine on the backs of black people. I mean, everybody else do it. So why wouldn't I? I'm still tired of it. Like, I just I'm I'm sick and tired of it. I'm tired, of, you know, to be quite honest, I'm I'm really over Lily being on this show. To be honest. I mean, it's long overdue to be honest. Like you've given us entertainment because you've been beating people up and been getting beat up, but you have really disgusted me with this nigga shit and you have really gone out of your fucking way to try to justify saying it to the point where you're going to throw your culture in people's face. Your culture that's not even being called into question, mind you. Right. So you can choke on some tapatia sauce, you old dumbass bitch. Mm, Fucking dodo bear looking ass trollop. Anyway. um, She can suffer. Suffer, Lily. Yeah. You can suffer. Strangely strangely thin ass piece of shit. (laughs) 
Where's she thin at? Uh, mm. On her ass, where she claimed that tattoo was that, at. <laughs> that motherfucking thigh tattoo. I want to get it on my ass. Where is it? Yeah, I, I, I would like to know where is this alleged ass that you claim that you have because. Mm. Oh yeah, that's it. I had to get that off of my chest because I'm real tired of brown people acting and performing when it comes to black people and especially when it comes to saying nigga like you're not getting no reparations from it you're not getting no clout from it it just don't make no fucking sense and the fact that your co-workers people that you have to be around every fucking day are telling you we don't want you to use it why is that such a big deal right but when you're a perpetual victim like lily is well, I can't stand a, a stir pot, a, a pot stirring ass motherfucker that plays victim. That shit grinds my gears. It's like I know you lying. I know you fucking lying to me in my face, right in front of my motherfucking salad. And I really wish there was somebody on this show that could properly beat Lily up. Outside of Adriana, which we probably not gonna get another confrontation between them. <laughs> right. But because at this, I really want somebody to beat her up like properly. We wouldn't even be having this discussion had they ran up in her mouth the first time she started throwing a nigga word around. Right. Yeah. But, you know, we clocked that last week. It's like, still fuck Lily, but also y'all doing some performing. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying, because Ryan, like, I get it. Ryan's trying a different approach. He's trying to be diplomatic with everything. But some things, right. as a whole nigga, you need to stand up and put your foot down. A whole nigga. You could have avoided all of this if you had just said, Lily, this is what it is. Do not say that word in this shop. If you say it, you out. Point blank, period. And as right. a, also as a business owner, because can't ain't no other employer in America yeah. do that shit and still have your job on Monday. If my coworkers say nigga in front of me, I guarantee her ass will be fired by Wednesday. Okay. Right. That's the kind that's the kind of shit you be skipping down the hallway to HR. Like, okay. Doing cartwheels in the middle of the hall and shit. <laughs> okay. Be like a racist bitch in there tumbling like Simone Biles. Can't wait to get to HR. (laughs) Right. But anyway, Lily, continue to suffer. Right. But I don't think we'll see her because then in this episode, um, she was like she she don't want to work in the shop no damn more. I don't give a fuck what Lily want. Nope. What I want is for her to. Can we replace Lily with somebody black? Yeah, that'd be too much light, right? I guess so. And my, I, I think we've talked about this before, but I have to bring it up because it just this episode really catapulted and reminded me. But I'm like, I am two seasons in, in a row. I am really tired of Black Ink Crew Chicago propping the non-black artists up. The non-black artist got the most fucking drama. She get the most screen time. She got the most shit going on. Like enough is he fucking enough already? Black Ink Crew, but let's pay attention to the Mexican bitch. Why? Why? You got three fine-ass men, black men on this show, but y'all want to concentrate on fucking Lily? For saying nigga? Make it make sense. Bitch, fuck you. Don't make it make sense. Just get this bitch off our TV screen and let us move on. She can fucking go, honestly. That's how we want she can go. I'd rather them bring Cobra back. Nah, Cobra said fuck y'all. <laughs> no, now she said fuck y'all, but I would rather them bring her back and get rid of Lily. Shit. I almost said I'd rather them bring Rufus back, but oh no, no. We don't need that. Yeah. Them old parasailing ass gum she got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she, <laughs> she can stay exactly where she at. Mm-hmm. That bitch got some big old gums. She really Man, do. Great big old gums. gums. Like they belong on Joel Santana's fucking teeth. Like them shit's just humongous. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you say you gotta have powerful gums for powerful flippers? <laughs> his mouth. That's what the fuck you need. Them big ass gums. With great gums come great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what cartoon it was was somebody had some big ass teeth with some big ass gums and a little mouth I'm, I can't think of what it is it's going to come to me later and it's going to piss me off 
It's fine. We already know. It, it's cat. It's fine. We we whatever it is when it comes to you, we still gonna agree with you. It's fine. Yeah. But anyway, I don't think there's nothing else for Black Ink Crew. I don't remember what happened in the preview for the next episode. Uh, I don't either. But I did watch um, what the fuck? Oh, Marriage Boot Camp because Soldier Boy's name came across on social media. This motherfucker tried to beat Nia the fuck up during an episode of Marriage Boot Camp, and they did not remove him from the show. Wait, so, whoa! So to anybody that watches the show, we are cutting Marriage Boot Camp from our lineup. Um, domestic violence is a super no go for me. Um, after like a drill or whatever that night, Soldier Boy is yelling at Nia, like, You fucking embarrass me, bro. You embarrass me. And Nia's like, Just go to fucking sleep and leave me alone. She's on her phone. they sleeping in separate beds on the show. So she's in her bed. <clears throat> he comes, he jumps on her, tries to snatch her phone. Grabbing. Um, he grabbing on her. Yeah, he was like, like he was gonna try to probably choke her. Um, and then she's screaming. That's what like brought it to everybody's attention. Like she's screaming like bloody murder. Everybody rushing the room, get him off of her. And all the doctors did was say, "We don't do domestic violence here. You don't put your hands on her." And I was like, "What? He should be yeah. off the fucking show." Like they was more concerned about fucking Carl and Lil Mo and him FaceTiming. <clears throat> like that's what Charlotte faced on when when this shit just went down. Like that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why everything you touch gonna crumble, soldier boy, soldier bitch. Correct. Suffer, nigga. That don't make no fucking sense. I hope Nintendo sue the pants off your ass. Shit, they still they still suing him for for, for, for I, I believe they still suing his ass. Keep going. <laughs> Suffer, nigga. Sue his ass until he got to change his name just to so. <laughs> <laughs> take the Georgia, take the Georgia and the boy from his ass. Take it all. And Teddy Riley, you need to get out there and whoop his ass too. Shit. Right, right. We touched on this for like, how the fuck, Teddy? Like, was, is his is his and Neil relationship strained? Cause ain't no fucking way. So it ain't no fucking way. So just boy shouldn't be beat the fuck up by now. The whole fuck up, trifling ass. But anyway, I think that wraps up this episode, you guys. Yeah, not as much racism, but the shows were kind of dry this week. So yeah. But shout out to our brand ambassador for coming through and chopping it us with us, chopping it up with us. Yes, having me. We're glad that you were here, and we thank you for all of your unwavering support through the through the good and the bad, <laughs> the trials yes. and tribulations, the facts of life. Yes, our brand ambassador get you get you a brand ambassador like us. What I say, Candace, the facts of strife. <laughs> circle, circle of strife. <laughs> that was funny. Well, yeah. So I think that wraps it up, you guys. Um, as always, use the hashtag #RatchetRamblingsPod when you listen and tweet or post about the show, so we can see what you have to say. Follow us on Instagram, like the Facebook page, follow us on Twitter. All of that stuff is in the show notes. Leave us some ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to build that back up. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Like word of mouth is still one of the biggest and best ways to reach a bigger audience. So don't enjoy in silence. I challenge our listeners to bring one person over and let them hear the show. So if you listening to this, you hear my voice, tell a friend, tell a coworker. That's cool. Don't don't tell no feds. Right. But if you got a cool coworker that you can actually kick it with outside of work, tell them, tell a, f- a family member, tell your cousin, you know, help us get this casual racism out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, as always, you guys, you can support the network and this show by becoming a patron on Patreon. We have three different subscription levels. We have a $2 level, which is just a donation. We have the $5 level where you get bonus audio content, basically whole other podcasts. I think we're up to what, four now, Candice? Yeah. Bring it back. The portal is going to be premiering this month for the kids are going to be premiering. Backwoods, uh, 
burn book. So yeah, you get four additional shows for $5. And then if you do the $10 level, you get those shows. Plus you get video content from Not So Newlywed with Candace and Mike. And you go on, you'll get video content from Bree. Oh, I forgot about Birth Stories of Black Mamas. That's at the $5 level too. So five shows. Um, and then the weekly wind down with me and Candace is at the $10 level as well. <coughs> Let me just tell y'all, that $10 a month, it's very much worth it. Listen, I'm a single mom and I'm broke as hell. And I give my $10 a month because it is worth it. You are getting so much extra content and it is quality content. This ain't just me tooting a horn because I'm on on this call with them right now. But like, it's really worth it. Y'all should definitely upgrade to that $10 level if you have it. Again, all brand ambassador. Come through. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. We're doing our best trying to make sure we put out good content for I mean, even if it's free, we try to make sure we put out good content. But for the paid stuff, we definitely want to make sure we ain't on some bullshit. And that's it. So, yeah, patreon.com slash flawless noises. Sign up at whatever level you feel comfortable with. Hopefully it's one of the ones where you get some of that bonus content. Listen, I feel like the five dollar level is worth it for Backwoods Burn Book alone. <laughs> like hearing Jeremy cut your ass get drunk and finally let all that shade vomit loose. <laughs> it's worth it. But then like I say, you get all those other shows too. I'm very I'm really, really looking forward to the portal debuting. Same. Um, I feel like we'll get to see another side of Mike that only Candace is familiar with. So I'm going to edit that this week and put that out. And yeah, that's it. So that wraps up this episode of Ratchet Ramblings. All of the church announcements are out of the way. And we will see y'all next week. Bye.